This is How to Japan, and today we're talking about taxis. I think you have some interesting stories. I wouldn't call them interesting, but、okay. I, w- <laughs> I wanted to start off with just sharing some experiences、okay. uh, about why, like how I took taxis, why I took taxis. As you know, I used to teach English when I, one of my first jobs. In Shinjuku, and、uh, the school I worked wa-、uh, worked at was very close to Shinjuku Station.、Uh, the hours were typically twelve to nine p.m. or one one p.m. to ten p.m. So you can imagine a young guy leaving the school at those times around Shinjuku. I was drinking every day, and I would drink with colleagues.、Uh, I think I think you know what the English schools who have those schedules. I think it's more to do with Of obviously accommodating students, student schedules like after work,、uh, but after in the afternoons it also made sense because a lot of the teachers were were drunks. So my first taxi experience was、uh, drinking in Shinjuku and then being around colleagues who wanted to go to Roppongi. You know Roppongi, right? Yeah, I know that place. Yeah, it's known for its clubs. Yeah,、uh, for its easy women, which attracted easy men. Although the argument could be made that we're all easy as men, <laughs> I, I would I would like to rephrase that to sad people. <laughs> it's not when you got testosterone pumping through your veins at a young age as a man. It's like yeah, I would go wherever the action is. So that was the promise of Roppongi.、Uh, I've、Some、since changed my mind about Roppongi,、uh, yeah. but at the time I was like, great, yeah, I can drink in clubs. And so anyway,、uh, after drinking in Shinjuku, we'd often miss our trains. And、uh, we would just hop into a taxi and go to Roppongi. And、uh, I remember getting into the taxi.、Uh, actually, there were three. Be about three or four of us, and we would just split the bill. And we would.、Uh, and the back one of the doors was automatic, so that was a surprise to me about how they would let people into their car、uh, without you having to touch the door, unless you're in the passenger seat. Or the other side of the taxi, so I thought that was very hygienic and、uh, very unique because I don't know of too many other countries that have taxi taxis that have this feature. Do you know of any countries that have that feature? I don't know. I have never heard of it or seen it. Yeah, it was a first for me. Yeah, that was the only、uh, my first taste of taking a taxi was to get to a destination when trains stopped running, and I remember、um, and like one horror story was not knowing. How far my place was from wherever I was drinking. So I think the I remember going home and I was drunk. I didn't realize how far away I was from my own home, and it cost around thirty、uh, thousand yen, which is three hundred American dollars. So that was a rude awakening, and I promised myself well, that's never happening again,、mm. unless、uh, I am at least a station or two away. Right,、uh, which was. When I drank in Kitchi, Georgie,、uh, I used to live close to Kitchi, Georgie, which was Ogikubo. That was fine. I was happy to pay the taxi driver to get home when、mm. I was exhausted. But、uh, right. oftentimes I would just drink until early mornings because trains actually work.、Uh, depending on where you are, but central Tokyo, I think trains start around four, four thirty. So when you're drinking a lot,、uh, that that comes by pretty quickly. Also, izakayas, these、uh, restaurant type bar places, they will often stay open until the first train. Right, 
Exactly. Uh, and it wasn't good for my health because sometimes I would leave a bar and other bars would be closing and the only option would be a either a family restaurant if it was in the area or a ramen joint. Mm-hmm. So I would go into ramen and I would eat ramen after a night's drinking and ramen isn't particularly healthy. Mm-hmm. But that was, I mean, that's part of the culture in Japan. I know many people have ramen after drinking. Yeah, so those, um, I mean, the other story I had about taxis was uh, one or two taxi drivers took advantage of the fact that I was a foreigner and went a, a long route to to my home. Uh, I knew what they were doing, but uh, I let it slide. But that was one case. And there was another case where I thought, you know, I think this taxi driver just doesn't know where the hell he is <laughs> because they've got really technologically advanced, at least at the time, they've got GPS systems on the dashboard. I think one of the reasons for that was is because after World War II, I mean, Tokyo was bombed to fucking smithereens and a lot of these different side streets that uh, sometimes there's no reason or logic a, to, to yeah, It's to like these. a labyrinth. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. So these taxi drivers actually do need, no matter how long you've been driving, you'll often find a, uh, an address where you're like, fuck, how the fuck do I get there? Wait, do I have to go around here? Do I, what side street do I have to get down to get, to get there? What, do I have to get off the highway here? So the GPS system was more for the, yeah, the benefit of taxi drivers who uh, don't know where they are. It's not as, in Tokyo, I think people need to understand, it's not as well organized as places in London where I think in London, they taxi drivers have to take, a, uh, even New York as well, you, you take these tests and you know how to get to a place from memory. Right. But here in Japan, uh, in Tokyo at least, it's uh, a little more complicated. Yeah, especially small roads and little alleyways and things can change at the drop of a hat. So Right, exactly. But e- even the GPS can be old within a year mm, because... Mm, mm. The, the roads, a new road will be built and it can be just like a narrow lane that used to be a big road, <laughs> you know, and yeah. then a car can't go down it anymore. Or yeah. uh, one place was uh, bulldozed down to build a house and then they built another road around that house, you know, right. so it's it, it's hard to figure out uh, the updates on in my car. The updates for GPS are crucial after five years, I got five year updates on it, and it's like night and day. So it can be hard for taxi drivers, I think. When I used to live in Kumagaya, I remember um, one girl took a group of us somewhere in her car, and she had a GPS system in her car. I thought, mm-hmm. fuck, I thought this was reserved for taxis. But no, I think right. there are many normal people who don't have driving, <laughs> they're not driving right, as a profession. Right. So I thought, fuck. That's interesting. So when you got your GPS system, did you have to pay an mm-hmm. additional fee or did that just come with the car? It came with the car, but if you want the update, it costs more money. So uh, we got the update a few years ago and I think it was 5,000 yen. Oh. But after that, the next update, I think is going to cost you like $150, like 15,000 yen. Uh, but that's nothing one, when you take into yeah. account the amount you're paying for a car, right? Right. But the thing is, is that, you know, when you think about updating the stuff, then there's the whole Google Maps now and that's free. Mm, So and basically what you have to wager is, okay, Google Maps at times is better in Mm. local areas than the GPS for cars. 
So, mm. uh, and that, they're, I think they're using a different for, service. Yeah, which yeah, isn't as good as Google. Okay. Yeah. So, it, and and so that that's thing. I thought the updates so, can't be software related. Are you talking about hardware? It's not software. Uh, so, software, software. You, so what, like what do you the, mean? You've got to pay for a software update. Yeah, you have to actually pay for new data. What? Yeah, that's fucked. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, so that's why fucks. it's it's a pain in the ass, especially if you're doing highway and, you know, you have that light, nice screen in the car and you want to use that instead of the smartphone. And of course, you have adapters you can put on the, uh, you know, dashboard. next to you or whatever dashboard. But it's so nice to just have that one screen. And, you mm. know, I've driven to other prefectures and then it's like I'm driving past where I'm supposed to be going. It's not mm. showing me on the road anymore because the uh, highway has new road built. So I'm on the new part that's not mm. mentioned on the GPS map that I have. Mm. So that type of show, that, that can be confusing too. So taxi drivers, they have a hell of a time. I mean, that it's like, well, you're just going on a joyride for their job. They have to rely on this GPS stuff. And if it's not completely updated, then it can be really, really stressful, I would imagine. Yeah, it sounds like a huge scam by whoever's in charge of this service i think they're doing what they can to keep afloat with competition from free services like google i mean yep. if they wanted to save money these taxi drivers they could just put their fucking smartphones on the dashboard mm. and just right. use their smartphones yeah but i guess they've got an arrangement with well, i think the I mean, services I think, and it's also it's a big a industry older it could be also older guys, you know, older guys have their, uh, their ways, ways set, set ways. So, mm. and they like having that, but you know, places well, in, in America, when I took Lyft, you know, a lot of people just use their smartphone for the, the Google maps to, to get you around. But mm. that's a whole other bag of beans. Yeah. Oh, pile, pile, pile of beans. Um, those stories, I, I mean, I, I brought up those stories as just to give some people some insight into why, I would take a taxi. I think that everybody has their reasons for taking a taxi. I think you told me about this one one time about how a survey was done about yeah. the reasons why people would take taxis. Yeah, so there's uh, a survey that was done a few years back by the Ministry of Land, Infrastructure, and Transportation. And they interviewed a 1,000 participants for their survey. And the first question actually is not related to in what situations, but how often do mm. you take a taxi? Okay. So actually out of the thousand people who participated, there was 947 responses for this. So uh, what do you think? Who, how, what percentage of people do you think would take a taxi every day? Hmm. Um, and this is, it doesn't matter about Tokyo versus rural areas. No, it, this is it, just nas like nationwide. Na nationwide survey. Okay. Uh, percentage, I would say 10%. Okay. It's really minute. In fact, out of 947 people, one person said they take a taxi every day. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's 0.1%. <laughs> well, the reason I say 10% is because yeah. I know of after trains have finished, there's always a long line of people outside taxi stands. Now, I'm referring to Tokyo. So rural areas, mm -hmm. uh, they can't be counted. But I know in Tokyo, from my experience, it's always crowded. And I took that to mean that you missed your train because of drinking. 
But I've spoken to people in the advertising industry, for example, and I know that's not a good sample size of people right, right. in the survey yeah, yeah. but uh but just from my experience is like uh these people work long hours along with right. many people in tokyo they work long hours and they're paid for missing the train they are given money to take taxis right so that's that's crucial to their job they work from 9 a.m to uh 11 12 a.m sometimes longer people sleep in the office but they always take a taxi home unless unless the example i'm giving is <clears throat> it must be really really rare but i i expanded that to include other business mm-hmm. people right so maybe that was my uh error well i mean you know in certain industries like i my wife worked in publishing in tokyo and her hours were from 11 a.m to 3 a.m and so there are no trains running. So oh, she that's took a healthy a taxi. schedule. Yeah. She, <laughs> she took a taxi home every day. She had no choice. And mm-hmm. yeah, of course, the company paid for it. But um, she she only lasted that job maybe under a year because of health concerns. But um, yeah, that, that can be, you know, a pretty, a pretty useful thing. And also uh, at times maybe... You maybe some people would wish it didn't exist because then companies couldn't create those types of hours. Right, they're happy to pay taxi fees as long as you're in the office uh, during ridiculous hours, right? Uh, well past the use by date of their workers. I mean, it, yeah. but what do you think? Okay, so uh, now at the bottom of this list in the survey, there's people who never take a taxi. What percentage of people never take a taxi? Okay, this is yearly. Yeah. Who would never take a taxi? Yeah. Um, percentage of people who would never take a taxi in a year. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say, you know, going by the first question you asked about mm-hmm. who takes it regularly, and it's like point mm. something percent, right? Right. Yeah. So then the 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 opposite would be quite high, wouldn't it? Uh, I'd say sixty sixty percent okay, actually, the number is thirty point six percent completely off <laughs> yeah, you just cut your number in half and you got your you know you got the uh, percentage <laughs> okay yeah, so now, off. thank you for yeah, being yeah, so yeah, kind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like cutting pie, you know it's a pie chart you're I'm an amazing at, teacher so. i didn't even feel I didn't even feel like I made a mistake <laughs> if this is how students feel in your class, I want to take your class. I feel like I've got so much extra confidence now in what I say next. You ask me another question. <laughs> okay, so I got one more for you for this pie chart. Okay, so now, which which number do you think has the highest percentage? At 55%. At 55%. Is it people who take it once or twice a week, who take it a few times a month, or a few times a year? Mm, 55%, you say. Yeah, yeah. A couple times a week? A couple times a week, that's your final answer. Yes. Okay. Your final answer is incorrect. Okay. Uh, uh, so it's actually a few times a year. Oh, so, it should be though, right? Yeah. Uh, makes sense. I wasn't thinking, but that does make sense. Okay, so do you want to jump to another question? Yes, let's do it. This one's, This one applies more to what you were talking about earlier. So in which situations would people take a taxi? All right. So uh, now these kind of get kind of confusing because uh, the first the first uh, choice is job 
And then the second choice is commuting to work or to school. So it's like, well, wait a second. So commuting, commuting and job are two separate categories. So maybe job means you're going from, like if you're a salesperson, you're going from the company headquarters to, to a, a client's place. Yeah. yeah. Or you're going to a restaurant and stuff like that. Makes that. sense. Yeah. So there's, You'd those use are it more two often separate ones. In those cases. Yeah. So the, there's two different situations. So, okay. So let's, I'll break it down here. Uh, which percentage is higher? Those taking taxis to jobs and, and school or job? Oh, sorry. Say that again. Oh, sorry. Which percentage do you think is higher? Uh, the percentage of people taking taxi to their job or taking uh, using the taxi for their job, going around for clients mm. and things like that? Uh, I would say the latter. Okay, good. You're correct. Very good. good. So it's 14% people use it for their job as opposed to 1.4% who use it to go to school or go to work. I mean, you must be a uh, rich and or lazy motherfucker. <laughs> you know, you don't, you can't use a train, and uh-huh. obviously, with the, <laughs> you, you need you need a taxi to get to work. That's yeah, it must be low. Yeah, so that's uh, th- those are uh, the top two categories. But then there's some other categories here. We got shopping, leisure, or inclement weather. When it the weather is bad, like a heavy mm, rainstorm mm-hmm. or something like that. So uh, now those are three. Now I'm going to add one more, which you which you have gone into uh, uh, detail earlier, which is using the taxi after other public transportation has finished. Right. Okay. So of those four, which do you think has the highest percentage? I'll say those again. Yep. Shopping, yep. leisure, inclement yep. weather, or using a taxi after trains have stopped. Mm. You know, shopping and leisure, uh, I guess when you say shopping, that's more to do with grocery shopping. That you yeah, need it. that kind um, of stuff. Yeah. You need to pick up something quickly. Because when you said shopping, I thought, oh, I, I need to take a taxi to go to uh, Ginza to, to visit a Louis Vuitton shop or Gucci and buy mm. some... Uh, <laughs> buy some uh, really expensive handbags or shoes, right. but I don't think that's the case. So, no. I, um, but also, you know, I think with the weather raining, mm-hmm. when I was in a sales job, I was with a manager, and I remember it was raining quite heavily, and we needed to get to the client's office. But this also feeds into uh, I'm reiterating that further that, that I'm sorry that a uh, former question you asked me about using a taxi for your job. This also reinforces that because I took a taxi for my job to get to a client that was based upon the weather. Right. Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so how does so that overlap. work? There's lots <laughs> it's of overlap. overlap. Yeah. It's like an overlap yeah. there. So uh, I want to know, uh, uh, it must be the weather because particularly in Tokyo, if you're too far away from the station, you can just hail a taxi or walk to a mm-hmm. taxi stand. So I... I I think it would be going to go weather. for weather. Yeah. Okay. So now, uh, out of the thousand people who actually uh, responded, there was actually 656 people who responed to this question. Okay. And um, 40 wait, wait. Point- what? What? When you say that, there's a thousand yeah. people during the survey. Yeah. 600 responded to this. Are you saying that people are ignoring some questions? Of this yeah. Survey? That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Isn't it? <laughs> 
<laughs> I don't know. Like this is confidential. This is private yeah, information. Yeah, yeah. I don't want I don't, you I'm motherfuckers knowing this. why I yeah, take yeah. a taxi for weather or not. Whether it's for weather. I refuse. I refuse to answer <laughs> that question. <laughs> Look, I've done questionnaires for uh, a different research study at university, and yeah, there's there's questions that people don't answer, and you're wow. like, "Wow, why don't you answer?" I, I, I'm, a, I'm a completionist. <laughs> I'm a completionist. Like, yeah. if you if you give me a survey, I'm gonna answer every fucking question on it. Otherwise, why am I wasting my time doing your stupid survey, which I would never what? do to begin with? You, I would you, never bother. You're... <laughs> You're a researcher's dream then, if you do answer those questions. Yeah, if, if you've got me okay. there, then you've won. Yeah. I'll answer every fucking question. All right, so uh, 267 people answered, and that's 40.7%, the highest number, that they take a taxi after other transportation has closed for the day. So Oh, fuck, night, I forgot. Oh, sorry, I forgot that option. <laughs> I thought you were going to choose shows, that one. It shows. It shows how much. Yeah, I think I've drunk too much tonight. So I'm sorry. Short-term memory. Yeah, my short-term memory is fucking terrible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. No, so uh, I would have. said that if I'd remembered uh, that <laughs> option. But the second would be. It must be weather. Weather no? is eight point one percent, and uh, leisure is thirteen percent. So leisure is. Yeah. Yeah. Oh and no, that's the... related to like taking a like my fucking story before about taking a taxi yeah. to an Opongi. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Fuck. What a moron. I'm hey, fucking up these questions. Up. I'm fucking up these questions. I and uh, the sorry smallest, about that. It, uh, okay, now my favorite number, my favorite category is sonota, which means other. And that is 18.9%. <laughs> People, so what, I, I want to know more about other. What's another, can you, can you venture a guess as to <laughs> what other is? What does that include, uh, do you think? I, I, I don't know. I'm just going to mosey on down to the bottom of this PDF and see if I can find it. Because, um... I, I don't know. Maybe going to the hospital? I, I remember a few years ago, I think uh, someone told me, a Japanese person said that I can't take a taxi if, I'm, if I've got a medical issue that mm-hmm. demands medical attention because they'll just say, call an ambulance. Here's the other answers. Okay. All right. Uh, after drinking, going home. After drinking. Okay. Uh, so another one. The second one is going to the hospital. When you're in bad condition. Okay, so it's fine. Mm. Okay. Um, the third one is going to some medical facility uh, when you have lots and lots of baggage. Uh, oh, uh, okay. Uh, yeah, so. And then another one is, but I think these other ones kind of feed into the other categories, like going on a business trip or a vacation and you don't, under, you don't know the local landscape that well. You don't know the the geography, so you. Well, you yeah, wanna, I guess if you're a businessman in sales and you travel around Japan, you don't know the local area, so you hop into a taxi. Yeah, but and also that, not as many train. Yeah. Uh, the infrastructure is perhaps not as extensive as it is in the cities. So. I, yeah, I, but you know the thing is, is I think Shucho, which is what they wrote, that would. Figure that would be business trip. I think that would fit into shigoto job. You would think so. And then, and then ryoko would fit into leisure. 
<laughs> like, I, don't I know. <laughs> I don't think so. these uh, these survey participants sound like me, where you forget <laughs> you forget the options. So you just go to other and you just write it down. <laughs> <laughs> they got the same problem uh, as I do. Are they in veteran drugs too? Yeah, I guess. Now here's the last one, which might be your favorite, which, because it doesn't really fit into any category, but it does make sense when you just don't have enough time. Yeah, yeah no, like, but that's know. that's also the point when uh, client meetings are to go to yeah, yeah. when it's raining, right. you know, or uh, when you're you're late, running late for a meeting because of a delayed train, but you can still make it by taking a taxi. But that right. isn't that the option for for your job. Well, so this is the thing is that no surveys are perfect. And that's why there is the sonota section, because then researchers can say, oh, OK, that's how they interpret it. Uh, and that's uh, it's a really it's a godsend in a way that there is that other section, because some people might be hesitant and then choose something that they don't think. But afterwards, researchers can say, ah, should that probably should fit in Shigoto. Right. Afterwards, when they do like the final formalized thing. How about these survey makers make a fucking better survey? Take that information, <laughs> make another survey that takes this into account and gives more fucking options. How about okay, that? Okay, that's that's possible. That's possible. Okay, maybe they'll they'll bring that up at the next meeting. I'm sure they have many meetings. It's a ministry of uh, ministry of industry, land, infrastructure, and transportation. Four different industries all <laughs> combined <laughs> into one ministry to create so one sure beautiful fucking uh, <laughs> example of when all these agencies come together. All right, so there are a bunch of other questions, but uh, maybe we should just move on. So I think this would be a good time to talk about a little bit about the history okay. of taxis. Yeah? Yeah. Are you ready for this? Sure. Okay, so um, now... You're talking about Japan? No. Yeah, in Japan. in Japan. Oh, yeah. well, taxis as a service, Yeah. they were... Did you know when taxis started? Can I guess? Yeah, sure. 1896. Oh, that's close. So close. Oh, yeah. The information I've got is 1897 from uh, ah, the, the, the first, the first uh, uh, Google link I, I clicked on. Okay. <laughs> so it could be different. We'll trust it. But, we'll trust but it. it actually goes back to, uh, to as far as uh, the actual idea of transporting people. Uh, mm-hmm. With horse-drawn carriages, right, where you can hire them, it was in this right. French city back in uh, 1637. Good fucking idea, man. It's bloody great service. Idea. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, but then you're right. The taxis that we know today started in 1891 in Germany. Okay. Right. By German, uh, his name was Frederick Wilhelm Gustav Brun. Brun. I don't know how to pronounce that last one. Brun or Brun, and uh, they had a, he had a taxi meter as an uh, it was an instrument which measures the time or distance a vehicle okay. travels, so it allowed the fare to be determined accurately. So so that's taxi. That's just an overview, a quick overview of taxis. But uh, but tell me about Japan. Okay, so there is a one day designated for taxis. It's called Taxi Day. Do you happen to know that? Do we celebrate it? Do we get a day off? Uh, no. Oh, that sucks. But I don't care about it then. You could take a sick day if you want. Oh, is that right? No, I mean... And they take a taxi to the hospital. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Excuse me, work? 
<laughs> Sorry, we're taking a I day off. Take day yeah, off. Just get an ambulance. <laughs> and then they say, oh, are you feeling bad? And you just say, taxis. And then hang up. <laughs> so what what day do you think that is? Uh, taxi day? Yeah. Out of yeah, 365 day. days a year. That's right. No, no fucking idea. No fucking idea? August 5th. Okay. And the reason why is because that is the first day that taxis started operation in Japan. Oh, wow. By something called Taxi Automobile Company Limited. It's mm. a very generic name. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, okay, so we know that in 1897, the first car taxi service uh, started in the world. Now, when do you, what year do you think taxi services came to Japan? Well, the first one was um, the actual official taxi in Germany started. That uh, I mean, it must be at least 15, 20 years later. Uh, you know, well, I say 1918. Actually, you're, you're overshooting by a few years. Oh, really? It's, yeah, actually it happened. It started before World War One. 1912. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So it was August 5th, 1912 that the first taxis started operation. Now, uh, during that time, there weren't many car manufacturers, but which, uh, which type of car do you think was used? Mm. Without knowing the state of affairs during the time around the world, all I know around the time is that Model, Model T Ford, I, that was something that was mass manufactured one of the first cars to be mass manufactured so i guess in terms of as a potential supplier would would they have gone with model t that is correct yeah they imp- that's right very good educated guess using mm. your background knowledge mm. that's to how produce works, a right? guess you got to yeah, you got to yes, exactly. draw draw upon yeah some experience and that's exactly yeah. what i did you wouldn't say the finns made it right you wouldn't no. say oh it was a finnish vehicle Hmm. No, would it, no, I wouldn't say the 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 Samorans, the Samorans made it, or because they never Model made T's cars. Model T. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so it's good point. It was, they were imported from America. There was a total of six to start with, and they were equipped with a price meter hmm. that was called, and it was called the Tsuji waiting car, which I guess means the metered car i guess was this price meter uh, made by model t or was it made here in japan i it does not say but that's a uh. very good question yes um the first ones in tokyo were based at Ueno station and shimbashi station okay. they were about 60 yen per mile hmm. uh and but that was the first mile and then 10 yen every half mile afterwards and for those of you who live in a sane world of the metric system uh where i i'm from the insane world of miles uh so a half a mile is about 800 meters okay mm. one mile is yeah. about 16 also meters. to compare it to modern day taxis about what you would face now uh i think the daytime base fare in tokyo starts at 380 yen to 410 yen for the first kilometer. Right. That Yeah, so it varies between 400 and 700 for the first two kilometers. And then after that, it depends on the 
you know, the cab, the taxi company, traffic situation. But nighttime, uh, nighttime fares, so be aware of this, nighttime fares from 10 p.m. goes up by 20%. So right. please be aware of that. But I, I only took taxis during this time period. So I don't know about their reasonable costs. I always, right, got, right. I always got fucked <laughs> over there. That sucks. That's uh, that's a that's a problem. But you know what? Uh, taxis uh, had problems from early on in the metering system, and they were quite expensive for for the time period. And so Osaka City was the first uh, a metropolitan area in Japan to create a uniformity to it called the one yen uniform taxi, commonly known as yen taku in 1924. Wow. And that was uh, that all uh, that system also developed in Tokyo two years later. Mm. So some regulations so, had to take So place. in Tokyo, they were just riding roughshod over any standardization. Yeah. <laughs> just coming up with just their own prices. <laughs> yeah. If we move a little bit later on, we have uh, coming up in 1931, we have the start of what is called the Pacific War, which led into World War II. And during this time, Securing oil became more and more of an issue, and um, many taxis couldn't cope, and they went out of business, or they were integrated with other companies. Mm. So uh, taxis kind of uh, lost favor with commoners because they just there weren't you yeah. know they just couldn't handle the the costs. Mm. But post war. You, you mentioned earlier that taxi was a uh, taxi. Tokyo was flattened, but post-war Japan was a time of incredibly quick industrialization, and right. things started sprouting up everywhere. Mm-hmm. And so, in the 1950s, taxis were rampant, and I use the word rampant because they were kind of a negative image uh, during that time. They were called something the kamikaze taxi. Hmm. Kamikaze taxi. I uh, negative connotations associated with that word. Yeah, and many people uh, attach that to it because of the malicious driving that taxi oh, drivers not suicidal? were known for. Not suicidal, just malicious. Mm. They were out for their own skin, I guess. Uh, they would pass pass people by and go, "Screw you, dude!" and just drive right people who want to hail the taxi. Uh, there were unjustified claims on customers, uh, traffic accidents abounded everywhere. It was a big mm. social problem. So uh, the government had to create a system uh, of regulations. And um, this one of the system, one of the parts of it was to create a one vehicle per person a taxi. Up until that time, uh, I guess taxis were taking multiple strangers in one taxi. Oh wow! So uh, that's uh, quite a different uh, feeling. For, yeah, cost effective, and so they they had to uh, follow that, follow these new regulations. And once it got streamlined, it became more and more common, uh, like an accepted mode of transportation. Okay, now you talked about uh, your. Uh, interest or your you found that the automatic door was a very convenient aspect of taxis yes, yes particularly, yeah, particularly for an OCD sufferer 
Yeah. And the only so, thing that I'm yeah. touching was the money that's exchanged with a taxi driver. But otherwise, yeah, it was a very um, eye-opening uh, impression. And I thought, well, this, I, I wondered, where did it come from and why? Well, it was actually from a company called Toshin Tech in Aichi Prefecture. And actually, they currently cover 90% of the domestic share of these automatic doors. And back in the day, back in the day, you got to think about what people were wearing. You know, nowadays, mm. most people are in Western clothes, but a lot of times there were many more instances of women in kimono and men in traditional Japanese dress. Mm. And that cloth is excess and it gets caught in doors. So actually... Next to the taxi driver, there was another person, a joshu, a helper. And he was sitting in something called the joshu seki. And so when people were getting in and out of cars, he would jump out of the taxi and open the car door for passengers. Interesting. So now they, they wanted to create a system where there would be only the driver within the car. Mm. So they started to think of how can we get out of this system? And that's when Toshin Tech came into uh, existence when they thought, okay, we got to create uh, something where the driver doesn't have to get out and we don't need an extra person in the car. Right. So we can actually put more customers in the car, more that's passengers. Yeah, yeah. So what they did was they created this system, this automatic system, and uh, the, it started to become something of a luxury in the early 60s, but it didn't really catch on until the Tokyo Olympics. Mm. And that's when demand for taxis really skyrocketed in Japan. And this idea, you know, Japan has this, you know, we always hear this term, omote nashi, right? Mm. Can you explain what omote nashi is? Uh, it's a hospitable, uh, courteous, welcoming attitude which you have for your guest. You want right. to be welcoming and warm uh, to make, make someone feel at home. Right. So that's exactly it. And part of that automatic door is part of that kind of spirit, I think. Mm. And uh, you got more and more foreigners coming into Japan because of the Olympics. And this was an innovation that spurred on, uh, was spurred on by uh, the Olympics and all these foreigners coming to Japan. Uh, and that, that's an example of how the, to how the Olympics could actually have a positive effect on society, uh, on, mm. unlike what's happened <laughs> recently yeah. with the 2021 Olympics. Yeah, the, but, the recent uh, Olympics are a very different, different kettle yeah. of fish. Yeah, we've lived through that. Maybe we can talk about that at another stage. Yeah, another stage. Anyway, that's how, that's how that came about. Now, there's uh, just just one more term. There, there's a bunch of different things here, but I don't want to. I just want to cover one more thing. The joshu seki. The joshu seki is still a term that is used in Japanese to describe the seat next to the driver. And that actually, the etymology of that actually comes from taxis. So if you're learning Japanese and you hear that term joshu seki, you can raise your hand in Japanese class and tell, well, actually, joshu seki's origin come from taxis <laughs> when there were two people on the taxi. Yeah. And you can sound like, like an wow, utter nerd. Wow, how did you know that? <laughs> oh, this is a podcast I listened to with uh, a couple of guys. And they just talk, and one of them is drunk and has got no short-term memory. <laughs> uh, and the other guy just asks some asks some questions, and uh, and they taxi trivia, taxi trivia. What uh, was that? Was so, that English translation for that term? 
it's just passenger seat. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, so that it's nothing exciting, and it doesn't it doesn't um, reflect what the actual Japanese what the Japanese word is. Uh, mm. So it, it why can, didn't they advance from that one door that they open? Why couldn't they, with given the way technology has progressed, why couldn't they extend it to the passenger side and the other door? Why is it just <laughs> one door now? Why couldn't they? Couldn't they just have like different buttons which connect to different doors, different levers? Or is that too complicated for the driver? It's like, oh, it, oh well, wait, you know, are you getting on this, this yeah. door, that door? Wait, 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 hang on. And the doors are just opening and closing. Open. <laughs> <laughs> like a blowfish. It just yeah. everything opens yeah. and expands. Yeah, yeah. Blowfish taxi. I don't know where you're going. Where are you going to the, oh, the passenger seat? Oh, just right, just right. Don't open it. Don't touch it. Don't touch it. Hang on. No. I got it. I got it. <laughs> now, it's easier yeah. if I just do it myself. Don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. Uh, so that's a good question. And probably there's probably somewhere in the taxi history lore, there's probably a couple of taxi companies who jiggered some uh, automatic doors openers on other sides. And it was an anomaly that people found charming, but didn't expand to other, wasn't extended to other taxes. It perhaps. didn't justify the costs associated yeah, with it, making could it be automatic it. for every door. Cost prohibitive, prohibitive, I'd imagine. It could be that. All right, dude, that's enough of this history. Let's get down to some brass tacks. Oh, okay. Brass tacks. Let's start talking Uber. Yeah, Uber. Uber and Lyft, no. they are they're they're well renowned, right, in certain countries, especially America, right? Because that's where they started. Yeah. And they have redefined the industry depending on the state, I guess, but there's I think they broke through many regulations uh, and have helped reshape regulations towards taxis. Yeah, tell me. Tell me, tell me about Uber in Japan. Okay, so now Uber is basically uh has took a while to to get its roots in japan uh it started i believe in 2012 and uh didn't it, it had very bad pr from the beginning uh, and there there is um it didn't really catch on until recently with its uber eats program basically the taxi hailing service has not really taken hold of japan but the uber eats area uh, their their um, one sector uber eats has really done a really good job uh but they they have in fact they've made some tie-ups with various stores including the the convenience store lawson where uh they are actually working on doing over-the-counter medicine delivery uh and uh the home restaurant deliveries have really gone up in Japan as before there wasn't a lot of delivery. There's pizza delivery and stuff like that. Maybe some ramen shops, local shops, but now more and more companies are thinking about this. But I, I think you, you're aware of this, that even with Uber Eats, there's a 35% surcharge on all mm. food. Right. So what are your thoughts on that? I think restaurants... And many bars are already operating on razor-thin margins to survive. Uh, I think I, I maybe I told you before. I've got a friend working in a bar. She, uh, since the COVID pandemic, she's been out of work, but she's been doing the odd job here and there. But the bar has been under a lot of pressure. But she was a barmaid as well as working in the kitchen. And I suggested to her, I said, why don't you talk to your boss? You've got some great food. 
at this establishment, why don't you use a company like Uber Eats to deliver it? Because people are at home. I'm talking about last year and to some extent this year too. I thought, why not take advantage of this moment? You've got everything you need there. All you need is to go onto the site that can deliver the food for you. And so she talked to her boss and then her boss said exactly what you just said about this mm. 35% uh, charge or whatever. And and it did, didn't make sense. It's just too expensive. So it didn't make good business sense. And also advertising that as well. Uh, the guy in charge wasn't too tech savvy, uh, you know, using digital marketing to to get the word out. So I think it was just, it was, I mean, it's a great idea in theory, but with the practical application of it, there's only certain companies that can take advantage of it. And I've seen companies that use Uber, but they're usually these, I was going to say conglomerates, but it's just a, an assemblage of all these restaurants under one company. We got mm-hmm. KFC, uh, even make, uh, maybe McDonald's, but you've got all these other major restaurants and Chinese restaurants, and they're going through one company, and that one company has a deal with Uber. So right. I don't know about the contractual agreements with them, but maybe they're not having to pay the 35% because of being an, a part of this this group. I, I don't know. Right, but right. but I think if you're just alone... absorb the cost. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think if you're just alone, uh, I don't think it makes a lot of sense to be using mm. something like Uber. Now, it's interesting, all, all these things, and you're talking about like the small business owner. Now, according to Yukiko Muto, head of the Uber Eats uh, Corporation, and this is from uh, Nikkei Asia, March 2nd, 2021, transactions for Uber Eats have actually quadrupled in 2020. And the services have been expanded to 70,000 stores across Japan and there's approximately 100,000 couriers for Uber Eats in 33 prefectures. So despite all these surcharges and a heavy burden on many companies, it seems as though it has spread like wildfire. I mean, according to these statistics. You, you didn't mention the drivers. I mean, getting an Uber as a taxi. Uh, so th- that's because there's, uh, there's an issue with that in Japan that it, it's now accepted and the the Uber company is following procedure properly now, but for many years it was not. And there's uh, there was a really interesting podcast and a website called Disrupting Japan that uh, this guy talks about some basic reasons why it didn't really get off the off the ground as quickly as it did in America and other Western countries. So you you read that a little bit too, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we can put it on the blog for listeners to take a look at, but I think his basic premise was uh, Uber in America was riding roughshod over regulations and they were, instead of asking for permission, they were asking for forgiveness. So they started it off in certain states and it became a legitimate uh, means of getting from point A to point B and I think people appreciated that uh, they were cleaner than than many taxis they you could rate the taxi driver the taxi driver could rate you Uh, it was uh, just a a better way of getting around so Uber tried that strategy in Japan and the government 
came down on them like a ton of bricks. They're like, no, there's no fucking way you're walking into our country and thinking you're going to run over our regulations. Um, that's not going to happen. And also, the government won some, I think, public approval as well about how I, I think they may have leaked it deliberately or uh, I'm not sure, but I, I think some of the their tactics came out to like publicly in Japan and Japanese people were very resistant to the idea mm. of an American company coming into their country and thinking that they could skirt the law. Because Japanese, even though it's, it's a democratic country and there, is a lot of, there are a lot of freedoms here, I love living here, but there, there are certain ways of launching a business in Japan. And I think uh, the regulators here, you, they're happy to have a conversation with you. So they're, they're not against anything new, but you've got to go about it the right way. You have to go down the right um, paths, avenues that are open to you. So Uber tried that. They failed. And so that's why when you talk about Uber Eats, they started to more closely follow the laws in Japan. So they made a mistake mm. with the taxis, but then they doubled down with Uber Eats. And that's where we are now. Mm. I think that's a very good summation of what this guy was talking about. And I'll just mention quickly three the three points that you've actually talked about in in your in your talk here which is probably there's a problem number one is that other countries mostly trust government more than private industry so americans mm. would think that the private company is trying to work hard and the government is against them mm. but that's not so it's such the case in japan right and the other problem is that it's uh, not okay to break the law by yourself in Japan. And what that means is in America, you had these individual contractors working through Uber Eats and they were breaking the law. And so they're saying, why are, you, why are you putting your finger on the little man? You're just hurting all these people who are just trying to make a living. And in Japan, when you as an individual break the law, it's really looked down upon. Uh, so that was another problem. That's part of the strategy that you were talking about earlier. And then the, the third one, which you also mentioned, which is the playbook is no longer secret. And I think you were mentioning the leaks. So basically, they, the government and everyone knows what you're trying to do, and they don't like how you're doing it. Mm. So, and as you said before, they, they turned uh, they turned the corner with Uber Eats and Uber Eats I mean people think uh, that rather positively except well at least for at my school when students hear that word or teachers talk about it it seems to have a positive air about it right so they really turned a corner even though they at first they had some really negative PR now here's the thing <laughs> this is to me a, a funny transition because in 2016, we have this company, Uber, that's in Japan, and they make a white paper. They produce this, uh, they publish a white paper on a new type of taxi, which is the flying taxi. Mm. Now, this is coming from the company that was scorned in the media, completely scorned in the media for its introduction and its strategies and things like that. And they introduce the flying taxi concept. Mm. If we're and not going to so, get you with normal cars, how about we go above your heads with this fucking flying yeah. taxi? <laughs> so you would think maybe uh, the Japanese government would be hesitant towards this thing. But I'm telling you, man, the Ministry of Land, Industry, 
and transportation, they are head over heels. They are in love with this concept. Mm. And their plans, along with uh, many other industry leaders, is to get flying taxis off the ground by 2023. Wow. So it's a, it's a, it's such a to me that's a an incredible turnaround from you can't even get your hailing service on the road but now you convinced you can you can skip you, convinced, you can skip that process and just get it into the air yeah just now get you've got the, the government's attention <laughs> like what's this, what's this about flying cars tell me more about that all right yeah what's your what's your I mean, roadmap to letting that happen yeah. oh, don't you worry it's like only a couple of years from now okay keep talking <laughs> so now I I sent you a link a long time ago of this uh, company called SkyDrive, which is a Japanese company, and they have a YouTube video of their uh, their prototype. Uh, so I tell me, what do you that. think? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you what do you think about that? Uh, I thought it was small, like uh, one guy uh, in the cockpit, and I think I said to you because you, you mentioned taxis along with this video uh, you sent me. Yeah, and, and I right. thought, and I said, taxis? What are you transporting? Fucking little people, who who, who you who have you got on your lap that needs yeah. needs to get from point A to point B? I don't want to be on someone's lap as I'm as I'm fucking traveling somewhere. How I, when when will it be a practical reality when it's like when, right. when you can at least have right. another passenger there? Yeah, well, they're that saying was my first reaction. Two, but yeah, I see yeah. I see the potential. I see the potential there. Mm. This was actually a car called the SkyDrive SD03. It did a four-minute flight around a Toyota test field. In fact, Toyota is investing with Uber in various companies okay. to to get these things off the uh, off the off the ground. Yeah, Jesus Christ! You can't and, get that uh, pun so out one, of your head, can you? <laughs> I can't get Once it out it of sticks. my head now. Yeah, it's not. Oh, gonna, that's a good one too. Leave. It's a lift off. Once it takes here. flight. So, how about that? Once, Once the idea it takes, takes flight, flight. yes. <laughs> yeah. Once it's flying in the ether of my brain, <laughs> then it, it's impossible to get it out. So they, they've actually, uh, they're investing in some company called Joby Inf- Aviation, which has uh, been listed on the New York Stock Exchange uh, recently. And uh, the the technology is called the electric vertical takeoff system. Mm. Uh, so they're they're doing all kinds of. There's German companies. There's a there's a German company called Volocopter who partnered with JAL to launch air taxis within the next three years. And this is uh, from a Vice article. Uh, from October first, twenty twenty. So it's all about twenty twenty three, man. I don't know. Wow! <laughs> like they're all saying twenty twenty three is the year. Yeah. Uh, and this company uh, says that it'll carry uh, two passengers distances of up to thirty five kilometers at speeds of one hundred ten kilometers per hour. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there, but there's a lot of, you know, red tape to go through, but it, I mean, the Japanese government's on the board with this thing. Uh, but the first place they want to get, uh, these flying taxis going through is in what is called the entertainment area of the Kansai, Kansai district. And basically that means going from the, the international airport out there yep. to, uh, USJ, right. And then and then going to the new and, then, and not even not even coming to the ground, just like having people parachute. Yeah, just down. dropping parachutes. <laughs> yeah, parachutes. You want 
You'll just like go down there just and your off. bags will be yeah. thrown off the side. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You, you know what? You know what the, iron, the, the irony the yeah. <laughs> the irony of that is everyone has suitcases. There's not going to be space for suitcases. So the suitcases will have to be ground transport probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably so the, FedEx. Yeah, so FedEx, your, uh, FedEx your luggage. FedEx uh, <laughs> for the chance to ride a flying taxi. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's one of the weird things. But I think like, if it does uh, launch, as they say, uh, in 2023, I mean, that would be a perfect uh, you know situation for workers who as my wife did, get off at work at 3 a.m., take a flying taxi home. You get home way faster mm. than taking a taxi on the road because you don't have to worry about... Uh, yeah, and the taxi is like, they're, they're roofs, right? You can just like land on the roof of buildings. Yeah, yeah. Ro- land on roofs. And they're very, they'll, they'll be very, uh, what do you call it? Nimble. So mm. they'll be able to get into tight corners and they're saying that they'll be able to fit into two car spaces. Wow. Like if they have two car spaces space, they'll be able to get in there. Interesting. Yeah. So going from uh, those six model T's to flying cars. Yeah. Everyone check back with us in two years uh, and, yeah. and, and watch my co-host eat humble pie. <laughs> about his predictions. <laughs> They're not my predictions. You keep... You, you, I know, I'm why sorry. do you always do competition? <laughs> I don't know. I, you know what? I, I'll let you have it. I'll let you, I'll okay. let you have it. I, I mean... This, this, but, uh, but you, optimism. I, like, this, you know, this, this, this. Actually, you know what I find endearing about you talking about yes. it? It's just this yes. wide-eyed, mouth-agape amazement. You're astonished. You're astonished by the potential and who am I? Who am I to say anything different? I don't want to take that away from you. What kind of fucking friend would I be to take that away from you? Yeah. Well, you know, the thing is, is I'm not going to do that. Okay. I just well, did before, but I'm, I'm, I'm taking that yeah. back. I would draw what I said yeah, before. Yeah, you Forget take that. It back. Take I can it edit it out. I can edit it out. How about that? And, and also, it's the wonderful story of Uber. Yeah. The wonderful story of Uber rising from the ashes like a phoenix. To bring mm. Japan uh, again, rising, into the <laughs> rising like the phoenix, like the car that they're going to make, like like from Icarus. the debris of their first <laughs> failed experiment in Japan to now now soaring over the heads of the regulators, <laughs> but soaring hand in hand with the regulators. Oh, right? that's right. They're they're on the lap. They're on the lap of yeah, the Uber the driver. Lap. <laughs> the lap of the Uber driver. I mean, you gotta like it's it's hilarious, dude. Because the uh, the Ministry of Land Infrastructure and Transportation, you go to their websites and they have videos of flying animated cars flying from the countryside from mountains. Yeah, yeah, and then these. I could uh, I could I could draw you pictures of the future too. Uh, Yeah, I know, but I look. This is where we're always coming. I'm saying the government has these. That has these pictures. That's what that's what fascinates yeah, me with okay. because it's like they 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 have these um they ha- they have these images. It's like <laughs> like you would think in comic books, but they have websites where you can actually see flying cars. Okay. It's, okay. Yeah. But but yeah. but you're, you're They got okay, websites you say. Okay. Hang on. Let me let me just fucking double check what I was Hang on. You know what? I'm re- I reevaluated what I was thinking before because you just told me they've got websites. You know what? Okay, I think sarcasm, they're onto something. Sarcasm. Your sarcasm <laughs> is is missing the point. I know. I know there's promise. Yeah. I know. But, I know. But and also, you, the, you the, love the it. fact you, is you that can see real potential, and you are amazed by it. And but but I, also, I'm, I'm so I see happy. The, I'm happy about that. 
I'm happy. But but also I see the irony. It's irony. It's the irony of a of a, of a, a, a government that takes so long to get anything done. Yet they're, they're jumping then, on the flying car bandwagon. <laughs> yes, yeah. yeah, because yeah. they have flying cars, <laughs> and that that's what's that's what's like uh, part of the the fun of it. Right, right, like, right, right. It, it's not like I believe everything that the government is saying. Mm. It's like, but you you, they you love their optimism. Cartoon- yeah. Yes. Even though they're right. shutting down the service that's proven to yes. work in America. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's what I love is the Japanese government's optimism. I see your that point. That makes yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that makes is what I'm getting at. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Okay. All right, Jesus. Uh Jesus. I'm uh, glad you got that out. I, I'm glad it was yeah, like yeah. a therapy session for yes, you. Yes, it was. Getting out, getting yes. out, you know, this Pent up excitement. You got it out in the podcast. Yeah, well, and that, that, that's and I, I I feel like it's not that I'm excited to fly in a car or I believe everything. <laughs> it's it's the optimism. So you want to be the first that, passengers? You don't want to be one of the first. I, I I don't care for quite frankly. What I am <laughs> excited about is the optimism that the Japanese government has because yeah. Well, we can't even like they're, they're so short-sighted in so many different ways yeah yeah that, that, yeah, yeah flying cars let's just exactly. do flying yeah, cars yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, okay like oh no okay. no 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 they, they say no to fucking so many great ideas on a daily basis get a flying car fucking count us in <laughs> where do we sign up <laughs> <laughs> Wait, let's get the art directors in <laughs> yeah. to make some images. Let's make some visual images. <laughs> Hang on, let, let's work on this website. <laughs> Wait, you got the YouTube video ready? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you done rendering that? Yeah, yeah, have you done rendering that? <laughs> let's get a famous actor in. Let's get Brad Pitt to pilot one of these things. <laughs> How about, uh, what's that, Tommy Lee Jones? Is he too, still yeah, too yeah, old? Does yeah. he have any uh, cachet? <laughs> Is he stuck with his uh, Georgia fucking coffee ad? <laughs> Can he come and help us, like pitch the flying car to the pop the populace? Well, I'm glad. I'm glad we've talked about taxis. Uh, last word is um, to people coming to Japan: just make sure you know where you're going when you get into a taxi. Show them the address. Don't get fucked over like I did a couple of times. As you make sure that you know exactly where you're going, and uh, using Google Maps or Apple Maps, you should be fine. Just let the driver know, but. You are well aware of the costs. In fact, I'm sure there are websites as well where you can actually work out the costs from where you are. Right. But this is very rare where you'll get screwed over. There's actually a new service. I'm sorry. There's a new service in Nagano. Uh, I think it's by this company called DD. Uh, and they will actually... It's a Chinese company. If you, Yeah, it's a Chinese company. And they will, if you call their service, they'll tell you the exact fare from your house to the location. That's awesome. That you're going. That's awesome. Yeah. That's what you want. So, yeah. Uh, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. Uh, do you have anything to add? I have no more information. If we do come across any information, uh, it will be on our blog. So, take a look at that for links and images of a guy in a prototype flying taxi where you could picture the future for yourself you can visualize it like this guy is transporting a baby yes <laughs> an amoeba somebody's abyss yeah. that he ordered He's from a convenience store a coffee it, it, from uh... <laughs> 
it's a suitcaseless tra- to- foreign tourist from the airport. <laughs> this is the first taxi, first flying taxi. Oh, I want, I want to get in. Oh no, no, um, no one can ride it yet. Just the driver. <laughs> <laughs> this is to give you. This is concept. This is the concept right now. This is the prototype. <laughs> prototype. Just imagine. This is what's possible. You in this. This is what's possible yeah. in the future. <laughs> so thank you. Until next time. Bye-bye. Goodbye.